Hi, this is Amber and welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. I'm a Reiki master teacher and a shamanic practitioner and I've been running my own healing practice since 2007. These podcasts are a way to share my musings and wisdoms along the way and hopefully some of this information shall assist you on your own healing and consciousness journey. The website again is sacredspacehealing.org. My work is often focused on core wound healing and life purpose work as well as one-to-one coaching and healing calls. Thank you to everyone who listens in and to all your kind messages of support and all your suggestions for podcast topics. I'm very happy to receive those, so thank you. For those of you that want to support the work, you can go to the website, sacredspacehealing.org. You can click on the home button, there's a drop-down menu, and there's a donations page there. And you can donate as much or as little as you feel called to, and all the money that you donate goes back into creating more of this free content to assist others. You can also leave a review uh, on the iTunes page, or you can share the podcasts with those on social media or those in your life that you feel uh, they may assist. So the website, again, sacredspacehealing.org. Today's podcast is looking at spirit guides and asking the question, how real is your spirit guide? So it's a topic that people talk very much more openly about now than they did 10, 12, 15 years ago when I was doing my training and I was, you know, opening up to this this way of seeing the world. Um, I, as a, as a psychic, as an intuitive, am clairsentient, clairaudient, uh, and clairvoyant, which means that I often see, hear, and feel uh, messages for others and for myself. And I have that, have always had that from a very young age. And um, a lot of my journey has been about how to navigate these sensitivities when you're picking up on so many different energies and messages and so forth. But when I started out on my on my journey, on my healing journey, it, people didn't really talk about spirit guides as much as they do now. It wasn't so mainstream. It was the kind of conversation that, you know, you had with your teacher or um, maybe someone else who was on the same path as you. But people talk about it a lot more now. And I've what I've come to notice is that it's very prevalent in a lot of uh, meditations and kind of free activations and all of that stuff that's out there is that immediately the meditation or the the guided imagery will go to connecting with your spirit guide. So it's something that I think people are opening up to a lot more than they ever were when I was starting out on this journey. But one of the things that I remember my Reiki master saying to me when I first attuned to Reiki was to be really mindful of what I was connecting to energetically and and when I first kind of officially connected to a spirit guide I did it under the tutelage of my Reiki master who was there to hold the space for me and ensure that the space was clean and clear and that what I was connecting to was of a high vibration. I think we've been fed a misnomer amongst the spiritual marketplace because it helps to sell products that everything in the universe is love and light and that's simply not true. We live in a universe of polarity. As much as there is light, there is also darkness. Just like the sun comes up, the sun goes down. And I think we forget that often when we're being sold, 
you know, stuff on social media or stuff on the internet, which is where most people consume their spiritual information these days, sadly, that we're being sold, missold, that everything is love and light. And all you really need to do is just set an intention to connect to your spirit guide and magically it will happen and this wonderful being will come in and, and will guide you and give you all this information. We're also being sold, again, through social media and YouTube channels, people who say they're channeling beings, you know, they're channeling entities or guides or beings who are giving them information that will help you. And everyone kind of laps this up as if the being or the guide or whatever that they're channeling is someone, something that they can 100% trust. You also have people channeling stuff which is called light language, um, saying that they're channeling, you know, language from a star system or a different planet to assist. And I'm always quite staggered at how people just kind of you know, soak all this up as if everything that is going to come at you from a different dimension, a different planet, a different cosmic system, a different star system, everything that comes at you that you can't see just because it's being channeled through someone who seems to have a media profile or a social media profile, that we accept it as being benevolent. And that's simply not true. There are a lot of forces out there in the universe that are not benevolent, that are malicious that are seeking to harm, to disrupt, to derail us, to confuse us, to lead us down rabbit holes, to take us away from the light and into the darkness. And often they will disguise themselves as the light, as beings of light. And there are there are ways of differentiating in it. And, and the ways of differentiating, obviously, is not something I'm going to share in a podcast, but it is something that I share with my one-to-one clients of how you can start to find discernment you know, what are you connecting to? Is it a being of the light or is it a being not of the light? So when we open that doorway and say, oh, I'm connecting to my spirit guide, you know, often in meditations, it's just chucked in there, you know, now put out a call that you want to connect to your spirit guide. And when you feel that energy come in, you know that it is your spirit guide. The space has to be held for you. The space has to be clean. The person who's channeling, um, the space holding for you needs to be energetically clean and clear and and holding a clear high vibrational space for you. But you also have to have discernment and also an awareness that you can only really connect to that which is off your vibration. So if you've got stuff in you that isn't clean or clear, if you've been drugging and drinking or you've, you're new on your journey or your energy field isn't clear for whatever reason, you're really only going to attract to you what is in you. You're not really going to attract a being to you that is of a higher vibration than you. I mean, it, they're there and they're wanting to connect to you, but often they can't get to you because of all the other stuff that's around you. And really, if you think about it, it's a little bit like opening your front door and saying, oh, come in, I'm, I'm welcoming in my spirit guide, I'm welcoming in my new best friend, and just leaving your door open. And just trusting that the that the universe, you know, that that whatever is just going to bring you the most perfect friend for you and in they're going to come. Now it might happen, you know, you leave your front door open for 24 hours and something wonderful may come into your home, you know, you might get a dog might wander in or a cat or um, a squirrel or you might get, you know, your new best friend walks in but someone might also come in and, you know, stab you in your bed or uh, rob you of everything that you've ever owned or burn your house down. I mean, it could happen, right? You don't know what's going to happen if you open your front door and have an open invitation that anything and everyone and everything can come in. And effectively, that's what a lot of people are doing. And then connecting to energies and believing that what they're connecting to is of the light. 
there are many different levels at which we connect and what most pe where most people tend to collect, connect in levels of consciousness is at the astral plane, which is kind of the lowest level that we can connect um, to energy at. And it's usually the, the astral plane is usually the plane at which psych most psychics and, and readers will give you a reading at. And the astral plane, in its sort of simple, the simplest definition I can give of what the astral plane is, is it's uh, so it's not you know it's not the physical plane, right? It's not the everyday existence that you're in. It's not the the road and the street and the tree. It's it's the next level up. And the astral plane is a level of consciousness that is filled with everything else <laughs> that is not manifest in the physical or that we can't see in the physical. So it's filled with thought forms and desires and projections and energies and entities and spirit guides and those that are not the best spirit guides and discarnate spirits and entities and lost souls. It's just filled with everything. It's like walking into a really packed town center in the middle of night, in the middle of the night when it's just heaving and you get all sorts in the middle of this town center and some are great and benevolent and some aren't and that's what the astral plane is so when a psychic or a reader is connecting to you they're often connecting to you on the astral plane and that's why there'll be a lot of synchronicity and they're kind of picking up on your hopes and desires and what you want and maybe they can see some stuff that's happened around you and maybe they can see what what is possibly going to come in on the astral plane but really where you want to be connecting when you're connecting to someone in terms of giving them a reading or giving them any guidance is their higher self, is their highest self, their kind of God self. And um, very few readers and psychics actually do that, mostly because they're not trained in it, but also because it requires them to be a really pure channel. They can't connect to your higher self at its purest level if they're not connecting to their higher selves at their purest level. And if they're drinking, if they're doing drugs, if they're sexually active and promiscuous, if they have negative thought forms, um, you know, that they're going through their own kind of stuff, their depression, anger, jealousy, um, if they're not looking after their bodies, if they're living in environments that are gunky, you know, all of that stuff's going to affect them. And that's without judgment on any of the life choices that they make, but it's just going to affect how effectively they can connect to their higher selves. So the astral plane is usually where most people go so that when, say, you're listening to a meditation or you're in a, you know, you're in a group workshop or you're in, um, I don't know, like a group meditation or something and, and the person who's leading the, the, the space says, okay, everyone, close your eyes, you're going to connect to your spirit guide. That's where most people are going to go because it's the quickest to get to, it's the easiest to get to, and it's um, the most accessible. It's rare that people are going to go straight up to their higher selves. Because in order to do that, your energy has to be so clear and the pathway there has to be so clear. And that takes years and years of training and meditation and knowing and discernment. So if you're connecting to the astral plane, it's a little bit like walking, like I say, into the middle of town in the middle of night and, um, you know, outstretching your arms and saying, oh, I'm here to meet the one. I'm here to meet my the, the person that's going to help me the most. And you might potluck meet them, but you also might not. So it's really, really important to have discernment. It's really important to have the space held for you when you're doing work like this because often what happens is people have these entities, these things, these energies latch onto them and then they get given what they perceive as a series of 
um, guidance or information that, that really has them running around in circles and making not very great choices. And sometimes you can see it in people, you know, that they they suddenly behave out of character or they make these strange choices and you wonder why you're doing that. It doesn't really feel as if it's for your best and highest interests. Or they'll often they're the kind of people that will give you unsolicited advice. So they'll say, oh, I've got a message for you. And then they'll tell you that you need to do this, that or the other. And I think it's kind of a truism that when you're truly connected to a higher plane, you have no need or desire to ram that down someone else's throat, as in to, to tell people you have a message for them or, you know, um, your guides just told you this thing. It's something that people that are very early on in their spirituality, the, the kind of baby spirituality, um, it's people who are in that level, they tend to do it. And I say that from experience. So when I started out, I used to do that. You know, 10, 15 years ago, I would say to my friends, I just got a message for you. And um, not even to my friends, sometimes to people I barely knew. Um, and, you know, it was a big deal for me connecting to my guides and talking to them and all of that stuff. And then over the years, it transformed, it changed. And as I kind of started connecting at a higher level to higher forms of energy... I didn't feel the need to do that. And that was a really important turning point for me because it showed me that what I was connecting to was actually a cleaner form of energy. And when I was connecting to stuff on the astral plane, I was running around in circles doing things that weren't always great for me. You know, I'd be like, oh, I have a message, I need to do this thing. And then I'd go off and do this thing and look back and think, well, why did I do that? That wasn't particularly great for me. And it was often because there was an entity that was speaking to me. Um, or an energy that I was connecting to that had its own agenda. You know, your spirit guides, it will feel benevolent, it will feel safe, it, it will feel calm, it will feel nourishing. Um, you'll never be asked to do something that doesn't feel good, you'll never be asked to hurt someone, you'll never be asked to do anything that could damage you in any way. And it's really important that that's the kind of energy and frequency that you should be seeking. Because ultimately there's no difference really between you know, people just randomly opening a door and saying, oh, my guides have told me to do this. And the and the kind of psychopath who turns around and says, well, voice has told me to do this. And often in shamanism, um, you know, people that, that, is, that say they've heard voices and have acted on voices in shamanism, that'll often be seen as, you know, they've just been overtaken by some dark spirits, by some dark energies that are telling them to do things that aren't loving, that aren't kind. And so... It's a really good discernment that if you're getting messages about others or about yourself that doesn't don't feel kind, don't feel loving, don't feel good, aren't helping you, maybe you're making, you know, mistakes in your life, you're losing money or you're getting into relationships that don't feel good, that maybe you're not connecting to a spirit guide that that it has your highest interests um, at heart. Maybe you're connecting to something else. I think if you're new on your journey, if you're new to all of this, then seek out a professional who can help you and seek out a professional who knows their stuff. You know, don't just go to someone who is channeling Bob or Beluga or, you know, whatever name they've got of their guide or their, you know, race, you know, whatever. Like, it, it, it needs to make sense to you, you know. Just because someone's channeling light language and in inverted commas, you've got to ask, is that actually light language? And if it is language from another dimension, another planet, another star system... How do you know that the words that are being said are beneficial for you? How do you know that they're not something else? You know, if you think about star systems 
And people often say that they're channeling light language from star systems, you know, from Sirius or, um, you know, the Pleiades or any of these other places. And we're told that these star systems are benevolent and that they're, they're going to help you and they're good for you and they're going to heal you. But that's not always the case. You know, star systems, if you think about star systems, think about star systems like countries. There are some countries that get on with other countries and there are some countries that don't. And it doesn't mean that every star system out there is is trying to help you. Because what's your star system? You know, where are your loyalties? What's your ancestry? You've got to find the star system, the light language, the whatever that is in resonance with your highest truth. And so you can't really do that until you're truly plugged into your higher self and your highest truth. Then you will gravitate towards that which is of the same. What people tend to do is in their state of confusion, they seek something and they're just gravitating to more confusion. In my experience, there are very few um, people out there at the moment that are channeling anything that is of the light. They think they are, but they're not because a lot of stuff has become infiltrated, cloggy. uh, It's lost its resonance. It's lost its truth. And you'll feel it, you'll feel, you know, you, when, you, when you get tuned in, you start to feel it, it just feels gunky. You know, you, you watch YouTube clips or you listen to stuff and you just go, oh, that feels off. And so I, I invite you to really check in with your intuition, including my podcasts and my website and, you know, anything associated with me. If it doesn't feel right, move away. Like, go to what feels good. Don't buy into it because... The person has, you know, um, a YouTube channel, or they've got millions of followers, or they have a nice website, or a mate told you to to check them out. Like it has to feel right for you, and I say that from experience. Um, I used to hand my power away like that, and I made a lot of bad mistakes. So just really check in with your gut. If you go on someone's website because you're trying to find help with, you know, spirit guides or whatever, and, and it doesn't feel right, you know, maybe the website feels a bit off, or maybe you speak to them on the phone, and it it just doesn't feel right when you speak to them on the phone, maybe you see them and you go for a reading, and it, that doesn't feel right, just walk away. I remember years ago, going to see a tarot reader um, at a really rather expensive shop in London, that had a really good reputation, and um, I used to just at the time, I I never sort of did my research. I would just kind of walk in and think that every tarot reader would be connecting to the truth. So I walked in and I I think there was a reader that I wanted to see, but they weren't free. And so the person behind the counter said, well, you can see so-and-so. They're very good. And I thought, oh, okay. So I went in and had my reading. And not a single thing that she said was right. I mean, not a single thing. And I think at one point she said, oh, I'm connecting with one of your guides and they're called this and they look like this. And I was just like, no. I mean, not a single thing that she said was right. I think she she started predicting my star signs and she was throwing star signs at me and I was just going, no. And then she then she said that she she knew what my, my mother's name was and then she gave me the name and I was like, no. And then she started to describe my mum and I went, no. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. I think I handed over like 60, 70 quid for a farce, basically. But what it showed me was that I mean, heaven knows what she was connecting to, but she was obviously plugging into some bit of energy around me. And possibly there was a lot of uh, other energies around me, right? Like possibly I've, I was holding on to other people's energies, thought forms, projections, whatever. 
Um, and maybe she was picking up on that, but she wasn't connecting to my higher self because she wasn't plugged in with her higher self. And the moment I walked up the stairs and I greeted her and I shook her hand, I knew she was going to be the wrong reader for me. And my gut was like, nah, this isn't going to work. But I was too polite to walk away. Don't be too polite to walk away. If it doesn't feel right, say it doesn't feel right. Um, In my experience, you know, there's always a good reason for that. Sometimes, and I have talked about this in other podcasts, people will do that also when they're really close to the truth. So it's a double-edged thing. You know, sometimes when you're really close to that breakthrough and this healer, this reader can really help you, we say no because we're scared. And everything that doesn't want to allow us to elevate and grow stops us. But sometimes it is our gut. And the only way we learn is through trial and error. But I think if you are reaching out to people to help you connect to your higher self or to your spirit guides, you really, really need to be very discerning in terms of the people that you connect with. And ask questions, do your research, take your time, go with your gut intuition. Don't just download a meditation that's free on a website because it says this will help you connect to your your spirit guide and then trust it 100%. Maybe listen to it and and see how it makes you feel. If it doesn't make you feel good, don't keep going back to it. It's quite quite amazing how people do that. I've sometimes had sessions with clients where, you know, often in the bigger programs like the Core Wound Healing Program and the Life Purpose Program, there's always homework to do in between sessions. And sometimes there's work to do that um, uh, can be challenging Absolutely. And uh, I always say, you know, if it feels uncomfortable, if you're not enjoying it, if it feels d- difficult in some way, just stop. You know, the, the, the rituals that you're given are just, they're suggestions. You don't have to do it to a point where it's hurting you. And I'm often quite amazed at the way people will keep pursuing something, even though it's causing them pain. Believing what? That if you push through the pain, it's going to get better? Well, sometimes, but I I really don't believe that's the case in spirituality. It's not meant to be painful. We're not meant to be in pain. We're not here to be in pain. So if your spiritual practice is causing chaos or confusing you or making you do things that are painful, stop. Stop and realign because that's not the purpose of spirituality and spiritual practice. So I hope that gives you some guidance and assistance if you're wondering how do I connect to a spirit guide? Um, what do I do, you know, and how does it, how should it feel? How could it feel? Seek out help is my number one advice and trust your gut is my number two advice. Um, the website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.